Hi everyone, my name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. That's correct, right? This is The Theology yeah. Podcast. Right? Okay, <laughs> is it still? Yeah. Are we on another <laughs> podcast? <laughs> we are still The Theology Podcast. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back everyone to Season 2 of The Theology Podcast. It is good to be back with everybody and we look forward to another season of being in the Word of God together and sharing life together. So, we are starting a new series. We're reflecting on what it means to become the people of God. And on Sundays, we're exploring certain practices of the early church that defined the early Christians as followers of Jesus. And we are asking ourselves, what does it look like for the 21st century church, us, to learn from them and to imitate them as they imitate Christ? So we're talking this week about becoming people of the water, how does baptism shape us today? Just as baptism was so important for the early church, we saw on Sunday how being people of the water meant a transformation, a changed way of life. It wasn't just a one-off event. It wasn't just oh, a sign on the dotted line and poof, I'm a Christian. Paul talks about it in Romans 6 that it is a dying with Christ and a rising with Christ. It's something that stays with us long after we dry ourselves. So, I thought it might be meaningful for the three of us today to share a bit about how we have experienced baptism. So Irvin and Kyle, maybe y'all could share about what was baptism like for you? What made you decide to get baptized? How old were you when you did it? And yeah. Yeah, sure. So for me, uh, I was baptized when I was 11. And I remember for me, my father was preaching at a small country congregation uh, in the middle of West Tennessee. And uh, I remember it looked like the water was very cold. It was a bit musty because they'd never really drained the baptistry. <laughs> so like, oh, wow. Okay. So I was about, you know, a bit uncomfortable. But, uh, but yeah, I do remember it being a very unique experience for me because it's a very small church, maybe 60 people present uh, on, that, on that day. And I just remember being becoming a part of something big. That was one of the biggest things that I recognized. Obviously, during that age in my life, I was becoming more aware of doing right and wrong. I was more concerned about what would happen if I chose to do the wrong thing and about sin. Those were big, those were big themes in my life at that time as I'm coming into adolescence. Uh, and so I was quite concerned about my salvation in that regard. But I also remember that as I was doing this, I recognized, oh, this is something that is much bigger. And that's probably the thing that's lasted the most with me. As I go back, as I go through my Christian walk in life, there have been times where I've become more familiar and I think I understand much more now than I even did back then when I was a young man. But I recognize that I'm still part of something that is much bigger than I am and that has lasted for thousands of years. And I participate in that. Mm -hmm. mm, stepping into a bigger story than your own. You're joining your life to a bigger life. Yes. Wow. Larger than life. Backstreet boy style. <laughs> 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 yeah, for myself, I was baptized at 11 too. Yeah. And uh, I remember it very vividly. Um, so for my family, we came to church when I was five. And in the first few years, we were kind of just trying to figure our way around. And eventually, we got the idea that, you know, to be part of this community of faith, there was this big step that you got to take, and that's baptism. So if you ask me back then, even before I came to church, when I was about four years old, I used to attend a Presbyterian kindergarten. And so they taught us about who God was, who Jesus was, and how He died to save us from our sins. It was an experience that shaped my understanding of my need for God. 
yeah, my desire for God. And so I feel like I really did believe that there was a God out there and I wanted to follow Him all, all that time. And it was only when I was 11 during a particular sermon about how there will be a second coming of Christ and how the world will be destroyed by fire. I remember distinctly that it made me feel very afraid. It made me feel like I really don't want to be in that fire, you know. And uh, I, I want to make sure that I'm not in that fire. Uh, and if I really believe in who God is and how important He is to my life, then what am I waiting for? I should, I should just make that commitment right now. So yeah, I asked to be baptized that evening. And so I guess for me, as I made that decision, there was a, a sense of fear there. But at the same time, there was also this sense of like, okay, this is the turning point. There's no turning back, you know. Mm, yeah. I, I'm going to step into it and, and this is it from now on. Yeah, yeah. And so that's my story. Well, unlike the both of you, I was baptized at 10 and a half. Oh, hey, wow. Hey, hey, hey. Well, so, no, no kidding. Well, it was still the year I turned 11. And it seems that's kind of the time where we all became conscious of there is a bigger story to this. There is another power that governs my life. And that thought came to me, yeah, about that time. Another big influence was a lot of people just a couple of years above me. So people just starting to enter the youth group, they were starting to get baptized. And so there was kind of that wave of, young people coming to faith, people seeing their friends get baptized and it was like, I want to be part of that too. Something I was also somewhat conscious of back then was that I, I'm not just doing this because, oh, my friend, I see so-and-so else getting baptized, I want to be like them. But it was also this sense that they are seeing something worthwhile in the story of Jesus that makes them want to commit the rest of their lives to it. And I was able to understand that we had a lot of life left to live and to give up the rest of my life for this cause. You got to be very careful about what you give your life to. And if I saw, wow, you know, my brothers and sisters have seen that. That means it's probably worthwhile for me to do that as well. And so I remember telling my mom on a random Tuesday night in April, hey, I think I want to get baptized. And I remember her being a little bit stunned a little bit shocked and then talked about it with my dad and then they had a conversation with me and then that Sunday, it was April 2007 uh, and I was baptized by my father. And probably like any 11-year-old boy, you read the story of Jesus getting baptized and you're expecting the heavens to part and for a dove to come and descend and for the voice of God to proclaim, this is my son and in him I'm well pleased. I did not get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was, I think, yeah, it was a turning point for me in my life as I look back as well. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about on Sunday was also this idea that the Christian life is not just the life that we live after baptism, but it's about living baptismally. How does baptism continually shape the kind of people we are, the way we live this life? So to ask you guys again, how do you all see baptism continuing to shape your life today? I think one of the biggest things that I've always been reminded of that brings me to that idea of a baptismal life is the idea where John talks about it in 1 John, where he talks about walking in the light uh, as he is in the light and the blood of Jesus continually cleansing us. That present active verb of Jesus's blood continually cleansing me. I think that's one of the things that stands out the most to me in my baptismal lifestyle moving forward is that 
the blood of Jesus is not something I can just wash off or it doesn't just wear off. It's constantly with me. It's constantly present in my life. It's constantly there, not just to remind me of my guilt or my shame, but also to remind me of my clear conscience that mm. God has forgiven me, that I have grace that maybe not, I don't necessarily deserve, but I can enjoy that. I can embrace it and I can celebrate that. And that gives me such immense freedom to live a life for Jesus, to live a life with intention, to live a life on purpose. Uh, just to keep that in the back of my mind, it's a, it's great to be able to have that rather than that old self of when I first got baptized where I was like, man, I want to escape the fires of hell, so I better <laughs> run to the water of baptism. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it's not so much that. It's, mm -hmm. wow, look how much faster I can run mm -hmm. for Jesus when I'm unencumbered by these things, when I can lay aside all these other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's quite an image, huh? um, being cleansed continually. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you you don't think of cleansing as a continual thing because you take a shower, you come out of the shower as fast as you can, you know. Yeah, that's, that's quite something, something to meditate on. Uh, well, for myself, I would say that when I got baptized, there was an element of doing it out of fear. Uh, I didn't want to get caught in, as it were, the fires of hell. And now that I'm uh, an older Christian, I've come to see that that kind of fear, there is some place for it, but it's not the full story. And I've also come to see how my desire to cross that turning point, to, to pledge a commitment of my life to Jesus was way more important. And so it makes me wonder, you know, about my own baptism and how I live it out now. If baptism is dying to my old self and then living and walking in newness of life after that, then I need to give up that fear. I need to give mm. up that fear because if God has already said, you will be forgiven, then I shouldn't go into the waters with fear. And so now that is the, the part that I think I'm dying to. Mm. I'm figuratively being rebaptized again and again every day, mm, yeah. dying to those old fears of, I need to do something in order to uh, assure myself of the salvation. I need to make this happen. Yeah, what a way to live, to, to relinquish that fear and to say, I trust what God says. I trust that if I am cleansed in baptism and in His blood, then I'm good. Mm. So it sounds like baptism is a tangible reminder of eternal truths. When I reflect on my baptism, I think about the childlike faith of the 11-year-old who came to faith so simply and almost unassumingly and maybe even a bit naively. Me today, 16 years after that, I feel like I've grown so much and I know so much more than that 11-year-old kid. But the memory of that 11-year-old who came simply to accept the Lord Jesus Christ is a childlike faith that I desire to, to continue having almost. And the memory of the water the memory of my whole body being soaked, the feeling of my father's arms cupping my nose and holding and bringing me into the water and then bringing me back out. Those memories are so tangible to me. And they remind me today that when I still experience challenges and trials, when God may seem a bit more distant, when my prayers don't seem to be as effective as I would like for them to be, those physical memories still stay with me and they remind me this faith is worth giving up your life for. This God is a God worth serving because now I am well and truly buried with Him and alive with Him again. 
That's all we have for this week on the Theology Podcast. See you next time.